G'day listeners and welcome to today's episode of the Keeper League podcast. We're the AFL fantasy podcast that doesn't talk about the superstars. We only talk about the lesser knowns and the players who are going to bring value to your draft and Keeper League teams. I'm your host Hef and today I am joined by, I'm going to say TikTok sensation, Will Taylor. How are you mate? I'm good Hef. Uh, yeah, no, really good to be here. Um, very keen to talk about some um, up-and-coming doggies. Now, I'm all over you on uh, TikTok, but have you heard of the show before? Have you been a listener or what's the go? Yeah, I've seen I've seen the show, um, listen, listen to a few of the uh, teams and seen you plenty of times on um, TikTok. <laughs> That's good. It's a, it's a good little community on there. Um, but for our listeners that might not know what you do, just tell them a bit about yourselves, what you do, how you kind of, you know, rose to a bit of promonition there. What's, what do you do? Yeah, so uh, I really just um, take the P one double five out of <laughs> out of myself. Um, just post like uh, you could almost say reserves football, uh, D grade cricket content that's just relatable to um, people that are just out there having a bit of a having a bit of a go on a Saturday. Um, and yeah, I just post post stuff about footy and footy season and cricket and cricket season and just trying to have a good laugh out of it. Yeah, it's definitely relatable for, uh, well, you know, I was a B and C grade footballer, so I think that's what uh, drew me to your content because, uh, yeah, a few <laughs> things pop up there and you're like, yep, I can definitely relate to that. So, uh, yeah, yeah um, definitely uh, definitely check out your stuff if you, um, yeah, if people out there haven't seen it. But you're also a mad Western Bulldog supporter, is that right? Yeah, I've been a, I've been a doggy supporter um, ever since I started watching the AFL. It was to, uh, at the start, it was probably between the, I'd say the 06 to 09 era where we were making the prelims and then yep. always losing by so many points. It was heartbreaking. And then that little rough patch before we had Bevo, um, that was a few tough years. But, yeah, I like where the, the Bulldogs sit at the moment. Yeah, no, good to hear. So, um, well, basically we'll get stuck into it. So we'll talk about the Bulldogs in general. Dunkley left in the off-season. How did you feel about that? And then how does that shape your midfield going forward, do you think? It's one of those bittersweet things because Dunkley being such a such a key part of the uh, midfield, helped the Cogs turn really nicely. Um, he's gone to join a, another powerhouse midfield of Brisbane. But that opens up like spots for like, Riley West, um, like Leith Vandermeer to play some minutes in the midfield. Um and some of those other VFL blokes that would be getting like thirty plus touches and then playing in the fourth line in the AFL. And it just seems to yeah, I feel like especially with Josh Dunkley and another one, Lockie Hunter, I think um there's gonna be some real opportunities for more midfield minutes from some of the younger blokes. So yeah, they're the players you think that are kind of gonna walk in well not walk in, but you know, contest for those added spots, do you think? Yeah, definitely. I think Riley West will be a, a big time, big time um, player in the midfield this season. Interesting. Yeah, has shown uh, glimpses in the past, but uh, hasn't really had the opportunity really. So it'd be good to see what he does there. Um, in probably what's probably more of a natural role for him. So interested to hear about that. We might uh, touch on him a bit later, but uh, we might get stuck into the main uh, crux of the show here. This season, we've been uh, dividing players into undervalued uh, breakout contenders and also stash options. Um, as always, we kind of ignore the 
people that averaged over 80 last year because we consider them as already broken out and try to mm. focus on the lesser known. So first one I want to talk about is um, Aaron Norton, really. Uh, he probably comes up on this podcast every year. Averaged 70 last season, which is handy for a forward. Do you think he has another gear or in fantasy, is this just it? I feel like he's got another gear about him. I think one more preseason under his belt and he'll be, yeah, I think now that he's 23, um, his, I'd say it's his third or fourth year in the AFL. I th- really think he's definitely going to be excelling to hopefully push himself to play, not exactly like, but sort of like a Charlie Kerno for the doggies and be a, one of the, the big, big parts of the, um, doggies forward line. Like he, he was, he was such a big part last season, but I feel like his, uh, set shots and, some games where he was um, targeted, let him down. But I think, yeah, I think this year, if he's to be, if the doggies are to be successful down forward, he'll have to step right up. He does offer something, oh, I guess Ugo Hagen can probably offer similar kind of traits, but like that kind of athleticism where he probably can push up the ground a bit more, be a bit more kind of freakish in his abilities, take some big grabs and stuff like that. The thing is like, when he does play close to goal, he's pretty spectacular there as well. So the, the interesting thing about your forward line, I think really, is you've basically got four guys that can play a key toward, uh, a key forward role that probably deserve to be in your best 22 as well, like bringing Lob in uh, in the off-season as well. How does that affect things? Does it change anything at all? I think there's been talks of, well, there's been a bit of Josh Bruce uh, sort of drifting away from the, the forward line. So he'd, Definitely create that spot for Rory Lobb to sort of slot in with Aaron Norton and the other um, players like Jamari Ugohagen. Um, but I think Josh Bruce has definitely paved the way and sort of um, let let like, the younger players like Jamara and yeah. Aaron um, take more of a take more of a role down forward. And I think Josh Bruce is he's a great forward, um, good presence to have down there. But I think he could also be utilised down back okay. as a tall down there. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's another area you kind of lack a bit of height in. Um, again, more recruits there this year, but none that are fantasy relevant, so we won't go into them. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll move on to the next player. So there's a lot of talk about this guy in the fantasy world, probably more so in the classic space, um, given his price and position. But Toby McLean uh, played that one final last year. I think he was only sub for one other game. So I don't know if you can really count that as a game. So one game in total for the year, played in the final and scored 100 playing on the wing. Is that his role going forward? Because we talked Lockie Hunter leaving. Is he going to fill that spot? What's the go there? I think you've hit the nail on the head. I think Toby McLean is because early on in his career, he was playing that Lockie Hunter role and sort of playing with him on the other wings. And then as uh, other players came in and he sort of got pushed down into the twos, uh, he wasn't the light wasn't sort of shined on him in the in that wing spot, but I fit, definitely feel like he's going to fit into the team and almost uh, just go back to what he was doing back in Premiership uh, Premiership winning side like twenty sixteen. Uh, just he's aver- averages about eighteen touches uh, for his career, yeah, and has five point five point two um, score involvements, which is which is above average for for a winger of his um, stature. So. Can't see why he doesn't just slot in straight away. Yeah, for you know a player like him, 
he's always looked like a fantasy type. The issue's obviously been the injuries and also sometimes a bit of role like gets put up, like pigeonholed up forward and half forward roles and stuff where he's kind of in between the play. But he's definitely one to watch. Like you watch the preseason. If he's kind of looking like playing on that wing, listed as a forward, you know, you'd think if he's playing on a wing consistently, that's 75 average at least, like probably is his lowest. And he could potentially boost up to an 80 if that's his role. So listed as a forward, that's going to be handy. So just one to watch. And if he's that kind of Lockie Hunter replacement, then he's going to be pretty handy in fantasy this year. Um, we'll move on to some breakout contenders. Oh, this guy. So um, oh, this is we're recording this in the past, but this comes out in the future. But I did a um, podcast with uh, the traders or Warney last night and uh, Ed Richards came up in conversation. And we're pretty much all in agreement that uh, – Ed Richards is a serious breakout contender this year. So he played 21 games last year, including the final, but he came home hot last year. Uh, Averaged 96 from round 18 onwards, and he just really looks the goods. Um, Can he push – I think it's an obvious one. He can push that 80 average this year, can't he? Yeah, definitely. And like you were saying, those last back-end games, he was uh, cracking through the 90s and the 80s. Um, Pretty sure I think it was round 20 he – scored 108 against Geelong, and it seems to be the big teams that he comes up against. He performs and pulls his weight. Always a good and sign. That running, yeah, and that running half-back role, I think he's probably the best running half-back almost in, in the team. Um, and he's racking up, I think he's racking up about 18, 19 touches a game, which is which is unreal for a bloke coming off the half-back and he sort of finds himself finds himself linking up the play nicely with the wingers and moving forward. Yeah, no, I'm a big fan. So he's one I reckon fits the mould. And he's a player that we've just had our eye on for a while. And you, I know you watching being a Bulldogs fan, you probably knew from right from debut there was just something there, something special about the kid who could really develop into a star. And I think this year could be his year for sure. So he's one I've definitely got my eye on. Another one I've got my eye on is Jamara Hagen. He just fits the breakout mould just due to his um, age, really. I think it's his third year, third or fourth year coming into the system. But former number one draft uh, draft pick, showed good signs last year. Can he break out and can he become a good scorer? Or do you think just the kind of a taller half forward or taller forward role might hinder him? What do you think? I think the, well, the big question that was surrounding him as a youngster, like he's been picked up at number one in the draft, like unreal, it's great for him. And he just wasn't doing enough running and doing it like, getting enough uh, Ks under his belt in games. So yep. like being very put off from playing AFL wasn't wasn't great for, I'd say, for his mentality of playing footy, uh, the doggies. But like you said, I think he came strong, came strong in the back end, especially when he was clutching up against Melbourne. I think he stood tall and he's shown that he can fit a slot like a – like an Aaron Norton, like a uh, Josh Bruce, and he's got that extra ticker about him. Yeah. I feel like that acceleration is just a little bit better than probably what you'd say a average um, tall forward would be in the AFL. Yeah, he's got that skill set that could make him something special. It's just putting it together consistently, I think. But And I, and I reckon you're right. Probably holding him out for so long in his first season probably might not have been the best option for him. Maybe just getting him in there and uh, getting him a bit more confidence under the belt or at least, you know, getting him a bit more experience has probably delayed him a little bit anyway. So I think this year might be okay. I, I wouldn't be expecting huge scores from him just because, yeah, I think that consistency might be a factor 
given that he does play in the forward line, um, yeah, it's not the most fruitful thing for fantasy scoring these days. But, yeah, keep an eye on. He could become like that Norton 70 average type that he is right now um, this season. So, yeah, if everything goes to plan, you might be able to get a 70 out of him. So he's one I don't mind as well. Um, moving on to the only stash option I've got on the list, and that's Sam Darcy. Um, showed a lot of promise last year. He looked really comfortable for a young big man uh, coming into senior football. Um, what's his long-term role, though? Because I know as a junior he was a bit of a ruck for, or forward ruck, really. Um Played a bit of defence last year in the AFL system. Where where do you see him fitting long term? Personally, and I I am happy to be wrong on so many um, options. This, but I'd like to see him play as that backup for Tim English. I think too often we're relying on the likes of Josh Bruce or sometimes even Marcus Bontempelli to go up in the ruck and um, help Tim English out. But I think if we can find a way to incorporate Sam Darcy into the ruck, get him through the middle a bit and um, then have him play down back as well. I feel like that would be a perfect balance for his game. Yeah, no, I agree. And that's what I was hoping you'd say really because um, like, it's probably more fruitful for his fantasy prospects if he does get some ruck time in there. And just looking at him, like he's got a bit of game about him Like, and the way he just jumped into AFL footy and he was taking good contested marks in defence and things like that, like – and I reckon because he's a bit, he's got a bit of athleticism about him too. He could be good around the ground. So yeah, something about him that to me looked like he could end up being a pretty good ruckman um, if they decided to use him there in the future. And if that happens, I think there's some fantasy scores to flow. I just think it might be maybe two, three, even four years away before he can be consistent. So he's just one I think you should stash away for the future. Do you agree? Oh, most definitely. And it was kind of like with Tim English, like he sort of thrown in the deep end early being that um, sort of tall, skinny ruckman. And Sam Darcy's sort of built a bit the same, being 205 centimetres with um, 94 kegs on him. Uh, but, yeah, like you said, stash him away. And then in a few years to come, he'll be, I reckon he'll be probably second change ruckman almost. Yeah, hoping you're right because, um, yeah, a lot to like about the kid, that's for sure. Um, I've got an any other players section here just in case you want to talk about anyone that you think I've missed. You mentioned Riley West before. You mentioned Leith Vandermeer. Is there anyone else? I do like with one of their pickups being Oscar Baker from yeah. the Melbourne Footy Club. That's another one who could take ab- a wing role, yeah. Yeah, I absolutely love the idea that the doggies had of bringing him in. I think it's going to add to that list of wingers, um, only averaging 12 disposals um, in his AFL career. But I think if we can get him a bit more time uh, on the ball, in on the wing, he's 24 years of age. I feel like there's a there's a real push for a lot of potential for for this bloke. Yeah, seeing him in some of the preseason games where he was kind of getting a bit of an opportunity and, you know, didn't kind of, you know, it's hard to crack into the wings at Melbourne, especially now. But last year with James Jordan and um, uh, Langdon uh, there as well, it, it was it's just no chance of him kind of getting into the uh, into the side. So, um, yeah, I guess the what I'm trying to say is basically, given that the Bulldogs, there seems to be a bit of an opening there. And I reckon he can just – he's just shown some promise when he's been given an opportunity. So, he's one um, – yeah, that's a thats a really good option. I'm, to be honest, I actually forgot he moved across to the dog. So, yeah, that's a good pick up with that one there. Is there anyone else or does that cover it? Uh, no, nah, I'm just excited to see our rookies as well. Uh, like Jed Buzz, Buzzling, uh, Buzzlinger. Buzzlinger, uh, yeah. I've seen like 
snippets of him uh, at under-18s level, sort of just keen to see what the kid can bring as a um, key defender down back. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he was um really highly touted uh, draft pick, and yeah, probably one of the better key players in the in the in the draft. So, yeah, another one to keep your eye on. All right, uh, each week we thank uh, ten gold members for signing up and supporting the show. Um, members get access to all our bonus resources on our website. Uh, that includes the breakout tracker, all the draftee fantasy analysis. Uh, at the moment, we've got our rankings uh, going, or they should all be out by now. And yeah, just a few other bits and pieces on there. So, just to say thank you to those who choose to sign up and support the podcast so thank you to this week's gold members phil smeet uh, alex gillespie troy mcglade daniel williamson uh, ben aldridge uh, dylan burgess michael tuller henry katz james trier and the van dykes so that's uh yeah oh sorry and there's a link in the description below if you'd like to sign up as a member also all right that brings us to the listener question so didn't get a whole heap of different ones that we haven't covered already in the show but we've got three here just to pick your brains on here will um at bego's boys asks uh thoughts on libba to push back up to the mid high 90s with dunks out so is he potentially a player that could fill a midfield kind of hole yeah definitely he's uh Contested possessions and his clearance clearance work in the midfield is elite. I think definitely with dunks out, um, he'd be one of the top three choices for me. Uh, I think as a lockdown defender, he's probably the one that comes to mind every single time for me. And I don't know if, if that's been biased, but uh, yeah, I've always just loved watching Libba play. And yeah, his clearance and his contested work is just... It's exciting to watch every time he takes the field. Yeah, it's it's not like like he wasn't in the midfield already, but it's more that there just might be a few extra you know tackles and touches and kicks and maybe a few more CBAs there as well. Um, does get put up forward a little bit, so there might just be a little bit less of that going on. Um, and yeah, so there's definitely something you could uh, yeah talk about there um, in terms of him filling out Dunks's role. Um, at Crayshawn199 asks, uh, is there a chance for Luke Cleary to get some minutes this season? Don't know a lot about him. He's a intercept defender type, isn't he? Only averaged about 68 in the VFL, I think. What What's your thoughts yeah. on Luke Cleary? I liked the two games that he played. Um Last season, I really liked what I saw about him. Another 190 centimeter defender um, with a lot of potential. I think he was averaging about in the in the AFL games he played. I think it was around the same, around the 60s. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he's going to get the same chance um, or a better chance than he did last year. It could be the same with maybe just two games. Um, but I really. Really want to see him definitely in the VFL excel as a, a defender and pushing to be almost a key defender. Yeah, that's if he if he does kind of like that's kind of what I saw him. But one ninety is kind of a bit shorter as well, so I don't know if he kind of plays that hybrid, that kind of rebounder who can you know the kid that can take a big grab but then also rebound a little bit as well. Not sure what his foot skills are like, but uh, yeah, there might be something there. To be honest, don't know a lot about the kid. He's not on my radar for this season, but there might be something there for the future. Um, at Maddie DeSena asks, uh, well, I think we've already answered this one. Do you see Riley West getting midtime now that Dunkley's gone? I think the answer is yes, isn't it? Yeah, it's a big, big green light for me. Um, like I said, averaging uh, low thirties in the in the VFL and consistent low thirties, and um, yeah, I think under underutilized when he was playing in 
in the AFL uh, with because of not a not a whole lot of midfield time. Yeah, being that forward line, uh, that small forward with such a yeah. highly touted uh, midfield, I think we could potentially see him push into the midfield this season for sure. Yeah, I, and like you, you kind of judge him on his performances at AFL level, but it just doesn't feel like that was his natural role when he was there, especially he was like playing those forward roles and things like that. And you probably saw his best footy when he was able to push push up to the stoppages and do little bits and pieces like that. So yeah, look, I'm I'm all aboard. I'm a bit skeptical he's the one who gets the opportunity, but if he gets it, <laughs> I'm on board. So yeah, no, it's good to uh, good to have the Bulldogs fans insight there. Anyway, um, we might wrap that one up there, Will. So where can our listeners find you? Whereabouts are you on the internet? Uh, TikTok, you can find me if you just search up uh, at Will Full Stop Taylor. Yeah. Uh, Instagram, uh, Will Will with three three L's uh, <laughs> dot Taylor underscore. Um, yeah, definitely looking to do a bit more, bit more content like that. Uh, collaborate with some other people and looking to sort of dip into YouTube a bit. So, uh, some more stuff to come. Hopefully. Well, keep your eyes on Will Taylor, listeners, because, yeah, I'm sure you'll see plenty of him in the future. Um, get around us uh, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok. At uh, Keeper League Pod is the handle on all of those platforms. Uh, make sure you get around our sponsors, Manscaped. Uh, use Keeper20 at checkout for 20% off and free shipping delivered straight to your door. Uh, and we've also got a live show coming up. When this comes out, it'll be tomorrow, a live show at the highway with uh, DT Talk. So, Warney Roy Cow. Uh, head down there we'll be on the stage before him talking about God knows what um, and yeah come say good day um, have a beer with us be good fun and also sign up as a member if you want to support the podcast but anyways uh, thanks for joining us Will and uh, yeah we'll talk to you soon thanks Abe's happy it's glad to be on <laughs>